Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Out. It kicks to the corner to Forrest, rotates to Clarkson. Catch and shoot angle left three is good. Conley driving. Right hand runner up and in, a la the old James Worthy move. Clarkson in the front court, driving on Magruder, gets to his right hand, hands to Gobert and dunks it. And a foul on Stewart who hit Gobert in the face. Left wing Bogdanovich hesitates, drives, stops at the dotted line, collects himself, puts it up and in. 23 for Bogey. Bay shoots a three left side, misses. Gobert snares the rebound. We're done. All right, that was the nice win that the Jazz had the other night over Detroit. But as we'll get to the game that is most recent, the Jazz lose 94-92 to the Warriors. You watch it on television probably. Yeah, I mean, they gave a valiant effort if you want to go with that, if you want to rah-rah-rah for the home team or the visiting team, I guess, our home team, but the visiting team on the road there. But the Warriors were without Draymond Green. They are without Klay Thompson. And they're basically without Steph, uh, Steph Curry. Right? I mean, he was not good. Where they uh, were, uh, he was five of twenty. That isn't very good, right? And they just couldn't find a way to get the game in their favor. They had a little bit of a lead. Uh, you know, I like the way they played, but then they did. They bogged down. Now, fortunately for them, the offense for the Warriors was bogging down. So now they got the Suns tonight, and we've got Phoenix. With the best record in the league, 36-9. The Jazz are seven games behind them. Doesn't look like they have any chance, I wouldn't think, to be able to catch them in the standings. But you got a two-game set with the Suns, the home-and-home tonight in Phoenix, and then Wednesday in Salt Lake, right? We'll see what happens there as far as the availability of Bogdanovich, who landed awkwardly. Uh, Rudy Gobert talking about his calf strain. Uh, Hasn't had that injury, so he's not sure what's going to happen there. And Bogey talking about, well, no more today. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell has not played in a few. So the Jazz, they're not in a good streak right now. We can spin it any way we want, and they try hard, and they're good guys and all. But they're not winning games. They're not winning games to the consistent level that they need to. And they've got reasons. I get it. But nevertheless, they count. The other teams, when they have uh, stuff that's not going in their way, the Jazz get the win, and we never say anything about that. So we'll see what happens tonight. There you go. That's your Jazz. Hashtag NBA. Lines up at the far hash mark. 5.1 to go. John Goble blows his whistle. Hands the ball to Porter. Auto looking. Auto waiting. Curry with the catch. Guarded by Kevin Porter Jr. Curry dribbles on him. Step back jumper on the way. Good at the buzzer. Ball game over. Stephen Curry runs for the locker room, but was head off of the pass by Raymond Ritter, the Warriors PR man. I've never been comfortable with anything in my game throughout my career. Put me in a position to just try to be one of the best ever. Russ played a really good basketball game. You know, he came in uh, very focused and, uh, you know, played efficient offensively and, you know, brought brought up pure energy to the game. You know, he just, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, impose his will, um, play his part, and um, play the hell of the game. As the buzzer sounds, the Clippers come away with a win. Down by 24 in the third, the Clippers do it again. 102 102 one your final score on a last gasp at Wells Fargo Center.
Now, that was crap that happened a few days ago. We'll get to the stuff that happened most recently last night. Uh, I'm not going to read all the scores there. This is not the uh, TV broadcast news here. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the games that mattered. The Lakers lose to the Heat. Always sad to see when the Lakers lose, is it? Yeah, not so much as they are one game below 500, four games below 500 on the road. Westbrook got benched the other night and then came back, and then last night they lose to the Heat. LeBron's continuing to rock 33-11. and 11. you got to give it to him, four assists at his advanced age, but they go down. And then the Pistons and the Nuggets. You know, the Jazz lost to the Pistons there a couple weeks back, right? Well, the Nuggets, of course, they found a way to win. Jokic, just an animal once again. 34 points, 9 boards, 8 assists. Man, makes it look so easy, doesn't he? He's he's something. Give it to the Nuggets. There's three games above 500. And they've had injury issues, too. But they're still at least competitive. And Jokic... And if you play fantasy basketball, he's your guy, isn't he? <laughs> he just is a stat filler, the box score, all sorts of stuff. And he does it at such a, such, 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 such a high level. Five suches, because that's how good he is. And I guess the game that would matter most to the Jazz, you've got the Mavericks taking down the Grizzlies. 104-91. to Doncic, huge game. 37-11-9. and That's what he does. And then Ja Morant. How about this, man? Little Ja Morant. Probably the smallest guy on the floor. J.J. Brer doesn't play for the Mavs anymore. He gets 13 boards. 6-6 and 35 points. But they lose by, what, 13 points. So it doesn't really matter as far as that goes. But he certainly has had a massive breakout season. And the Jazz failed to capitalize on that. So you've got Memphis here at 32 and 17, and the Jazz 30 and 17. So they're a full game back. I already told you the Suns in the lead, the Warriors three back, Memphis six, and the Jazz seven. You got to start worrying about the Mavs. They're 27 and 20, eight and two in their last 10. They're playing better ball as they get guys there, and a lot of it's availability and who's who do you have in the lineup that particular night, right? And it's 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 always been that way, obviously, but it seems like now it's even more so going back and forth there. So where do you go as far as that goes? But it does look like going forward here that uh, it's either going to be the Jazz finishing third, finishing fourth. I don't think I got to worry about them finishing. Third. Fifth. Uh, fourth and fifth, you know, obviously fourth you get the first two games at home. Fifth you don't, but you're still playing the same team. And then if you win you're in the first round, you're going to be playing the Suns in the second round. Uh, so uh, not a whole lot of difference there. Whereas third, uh, well, who are you going to play right now? The Nuggets? And that would be dangerous. Uh, so you want to finish, if you can find a way to finish second, uh, that'd be better, but I don't know that you can do that. The Jazz are four games behind the Warriors. We'll see what happens there. All right, there's your NBA, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College basketball locally here. We got the Utes going down again to USC. USC is nationally ranked. What are the Utes lost eight in a row? Uh, I think that's the way it goes there. 
they're not in the position to win a whole lot of games this year. So we'll live with that. I mean, they had the two L.A.s coming in. I didn't think they were going to win, and they didn't, right? So there you go on that. Uh, the Cougars, yeah, I thought they were going to win. Now, they didn't blow away Portland, but mm, I'm okay with that. Just find ways to win, and they did. I mean, that's all that really matters, right, is that you uh, find ways to win. Uh, they didn't They didn't blow the game. I don't expect them to be blowing games, particularly at home, this year. I mean, I think they're definitely uh, good enough, as far as that goes, to take care of business and they did. So, in the end, that's really all of that matters there as far as that goes. I mean, I don't think they're going to catch Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is obviously awesome. But find a way to finish second and then get them in the final if you get down to, well, you get down to Vegas. Now, the big news with Gonzaga basketball. How about that? Banished. Barred. Suspended. Say locked out. John Stockton out he won't put on the mask oh my goodness we'll get to that I wrote a piece on KSL.com you can go check it out it's award winning no doubt even if it won't win any awards but uh, my, my take on that was wow man of all the things and here's a guy who seems to be so reticent to put his name out there to have cameras and microphones in his face when he was playing, but here he is willing to go to town and just be involved on this. And it looked like he probably set up the interview with the Spokesman Review. And he took questions. I mean, that's the great thing. You got Popovich. Of course, he went off. We, we know where he stands. But it doesn't seem like there's any follow-up questions. There's never like Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he speaks his mind and, and great. I have no problem with that. But there's never there doesn't seem like there's follow-up questions. You know, oh, I mean, you're upset about this, but what about that over here? I always thought justice anywhere, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. But it seems like they, you know, selective outrage, and the outrage that they have is is very much uh, uh, within their rights to have it. I've got zero problem with any of them with any of them what they say. I would just like more follow-ups. And if you look at the read the interview with Stockton, the, the the story in the Spokesman Review, it seemed like there was follow-up questions. I mean. I don't, the piece that I took was not. I don't. I don't get into politics. I mean, at this point, everything is political. The the mask wearing. If you're on this side of the aisle, you got to do it, and it's outrageous that you don't do it. And if you're on that side of the aisle, how dare they restrict us? They don't work. What's the point? Blah 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 blah. And it's it's predictable. I mean, you're going to read stuff on Stockton. And you're, if you read stuff from that writer or broadcaster before, well, then you know exactly where he and she's going to come down on this issue, right? So it's predictable. And predictability in journalism is just boring, I find. My thought was, wow, of all the things that he's drawn a line in the sand from someone who didn't want to be involved in a lot of stuff, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'll take your uh, reaction on that uh, when we get uh, get into the heart of the 7 and 8 o'clock hour. Uh, so there you go. The Cougars won. Uh, Dixie won. Utah Valley won. Southern Utah won. Hallelujah. We all won except for the Utes. No big deal there. The Utes, they're not expected to win much this year. I know they want to win. Of course you want to win. Uh, but continue to, to fight and battle. How about this? The Pac-12 suspending Bobby Hurley and a player 
They went to Stanford. And the free throw discrepancy was 41 to 9. Oh, my goodness. That is huge. That is an outrageous discrepancy. Hurley's a hothead to begin with. He's a Jersey boy, so of course he's going to be emotional. And he sort of went after the ref. The one player, I think his name is Heath, got right behind the ref and cowered over him a little bit. I think there was a little bit of contact, too. You really can't have that. But, man, how about that as far as that goes? You've got a discrepancy of 41 to 9. We'll have Steve Cleveland on at 9 o'clock, our basketball insider. I want to ask him about that because I remember it was specifically one incident when he was coaching, and I forget who they were playing, but I know the referee, and he was, uh, Steve was irate because there was a number of fouls going against them, and the referee came over and said, calm down, the game's just barely started, with the underlying message, the way I took it was, we'll even this thing out, but 41-9 to is a massive discrepancy in free throws. You can understand why the team that's shooting nine would be upset. Plus, they gave a foul call from three with the score tied with one second to go. I was going to say, that's probably the bigger, <laughs> more egregious part of it was that call. Yeah. So they end up losing the game. So, of course, he's going to be upset. There you go. That's your college basketball on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. I haven't put a lot of thought into it, so you know we'll just take it day by day and see and see where we're at. I'm tr- truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game and I'm not thinking about anything past five minutes from now. We find ways, you know, whether it's running, passing, defense stepping up big, special teams today. It's just that's what makes a good football team, and uh, that's that's what we are. You know, so many guys' contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff. So a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, if you know if I'm going to keep playing. So. Uh, a lot of decisions, you know, in the next couple of months. To be able to, to come back a couple of times, um, get get points when we need to get points, uh, score score touchdowns, get field goal, get in field goal range, let Bucker kick field goals. Energy's still going. I'm still still kind of amped up, but uh, we got a big one this next week too. So I'll, I'll I'll be ready to go next week as well. Just got to get back in that film room. Those are the quarterbacks. Was that Brady, Burrow, Rodgers? And Mahomes. Correct. Wow, what a weekend of the NFL. We are talking about it last week where I said the NFL playoffs are the best. It certainly showed it in this, what they call the divisional round, I guess. I don't know how they come up with the divisional round, but that's what they call it. I mean, started right off the bat. We'll go in order. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee, the number one seed, out. Followed later by Green Bay, the number one seed, out. Both those teams obviously at home. And they go down. Upstart teams with the Bengals. Burrow throwing for 348 yards. And Tannehill throwing a big INT. And away you go there. Game-winning field goal right at the end after the interception. And then San Francisco and Green Bay. Same type of thing. The Niners do not score an offensive touchdown. No problemo. They still win, obviously. And Rodgers, again, now here comes the drama. If he wants to play, does he want to play in Green Bay and all that stuff? It sort of wake me up when a decision is made. I'm not going to be caught up in that. I don't have any interest in either of these teams. I'm not a fan of any team in the NFL. Although Aaron Rodgers is my favorite player to watch. And I was surprised because they came out and scored. And then that was it. The offense did not score again as far as a touchdown goes. And that was surprising. And then yesterday, man, if you think one couldn't top the other, well, I don't know which one did. They were both sensational. The Rams with the big lead. Tampa 
comes back, ties it up, and then boom, boom. How do you get down the field? How does Cooper Cup get deep? That was an Austin Collie, fourth and 18, was it not? That would be like the one thing you can't allow is to let him get deep. Don't and Cooper Cup. cover that dude. Just and plus, he, you know, he was, what, the triple crown winner in, uh, yeah. receiving this year. What's that, yards and touchdowns and receptions? Correct. All right, so there you got all those three there. Little kid out of Eastern Washington, and he gets deep. My goodness, that was pathetic. I was rooting for Tom Brady to see him continue, see if he can make history. Now he's talking about he's not looking five minutes down the road. I guess when you're 44, you've earned that right uh, to do that. And we'll see if he wants to come back. He went on Twitter, and it seemed like that would be ind- indicative of his comments. We'll, we'll get better because of this would dictate that he would be coming back. We'll see. And then Buffalo and KC goes into overtime. The overtime rule stinks. The way I view it, I said it in the 6 o'clock hour, was that you're thinking, all right, whoever wins the coin flip, the other team's defense is awful, and so they're going to go down and most likely score a touchdown, and that's what happened. So KC won the flip, and they won the game. And they get 13 seconds to go. Yeah, probably the Bills should have squib-kicked it, take some more time off, but two big passes and the field goal, bam, good. Or as DJ would say, and wang. And then you got it right there. That's your tie game, and then they win it in overtime. I mean, those are the rules, so I don't know that you can complain about them, but uh, if you're Buffalo, because if you would have won the flip, you probably would have scored. But I would have liked to seen both teams get a shot on offense and see where to go. I think that would add more to the drama, but I understand they don't want to copy a college game. I like the college rule better. So now we got the Final games in each conference are next Sunday. It will start off at 1 o'clock our time. Cincinnati at Kansas City. And then the NFC West, obviously the toughest division in football with three teams making the playoffs. The Niners go down south where they won a couple of weeks ago. A team down south. They play the Rams in Englewood where the Super Bowl is supposed to be held in two weeks. So we'll see who wins there. I mean, I, I don't know about the Niners and Rams. Uh, I mean, I'll think about it uh, uh, across the week. KC, to me, would be the obvious favorite in the AFC. All right, there you go. That is What the Freak is Trending. That's the new uh, new title. I dig it. Let's go with that. With DJ being out this week. we got to be a little more edgy. We're not worried about popularity. What the Freak is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. You can call them at 801-295-1690. That is Shamrock Plumbing. lot to talk about NFL, the Jazz, our hero John Stockton being banned, thrusting himself into a massive controversy. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Couldn't be busier. We'll have Randy Mueller. He's a former NFL front office executive. MuellerFootball.com slash football GM podcast. He's going to join us in about an hour. Steve Cleveland at 9.05. Stay with us. Tons of stuff. Where should we go? Get on Twitter right now. Where do you want to go? You want to go NFL? You want to go Jazz? You want to go Stockton? Or do you want to go back to bed? Those are your options. <laughs> Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. 
Kurt Elan joining us. A lot of people are hitting the panic button on the Utah Jazz right now. Where are you at in your concern level on the Jazz? I'm probably not as panicked as most Jazz fans. It is concerning that the Laker loss and, and won a couple weeks ago, just the small ball concern is still there, right? Like that they've, hey, we're going to go with LeBron at center and it kind of works. That's concerning. I know that every time there's a slump with the Jazz, the Rudy Donovan stuff kind of percolates to the top, but it feels like with them that chemistry is a three-game winning streak and I feel like that that'll turn around once they kind of get their bearings again and, and start playing better, but they don't seem connected on the court in the way they did even earlier this season. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com Hot Takes and Toast is brought to you by Zero Res. Zero Res, the only carpet cleaner for a smart, lasting clean. Zero Res patent processes using water to clean, meaning no crunchy carpets and spot-free carpet that is safe for the whole family. Schedule your carpet cleaning today by calling 801-288-9376. That's 288-ZERO. Or book online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. If you're up north, it's ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Now he's playing. Play that tune some more, Yuck. You got it there? You young folk know who that tune is? I do because I'm playing it. I also knew it before that. Megan, what's your last name? O'Brien. Megan O'Brien. She's in here learning how to produce DJ and PK. Do you know who this group is, Megan? You're a youngster. As she glances at the computer. <laughs> oh, she's cheating. <laughs> nice. Hey, man. What's wrong with cheating? If you get away with it, is it really cheating? Oh, I like that. Santana, you've got to change your evil ways, NFL. NFL, your overtime rules stink. Ah, wow. How about that? Where do you start on a day like yesterday? Where do you start on a day like Friday? Was that the finest four games in this divisional round, two and two, Saturday, Sunday, that we've ever had in our lifetimes? It's got to be, I think. My lifetime's a little bit longer than you puppies in that room. Probably combine them. I don't know, Megan, what are you, 19, 20? I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're probably 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. 27, 26. Are you even legal? Are you 21? Can you vote? She's turning a bright shade of red right now. She's, she's not. <laughs> well, she's going to be. Right. See, Yach's going on vacation here in a week or so, and he's going to be on for like four weeks. Oh, yeah, four yeah. weeks, yes. <laughs> Taking a sabbatical. <laughs> And so she's going to be in here, and if you don't think she's going to catch crap that entire time, she's kidding herself. So as she's training to produce the morning show, well, we've got to get her uh, accustomed to what's lying ahead, and that is me giving her crap. It's what I do, right? If I don't give you crap, then something's wrong. I like to mess around with people. I've been doing it for 20 years for Nerd Boy. He's gone this week. He's on a soccer retreat. The four-day four off-season is over, and now it's time to, to get back together. So he's learning on all the transfers and uh, uh, all these things that uh, they've got to, to learn about. So he, he's, he's just, he needs a whole week off to study up on, Detroit, on soccer. I think he's going to the various CONCACAF cities around the world, whatever the crap that is. I don't know. CONCACAF. I love that yeah. name. <laughs> Conca calf to some people, but conca fab here. Uh, I like it better. 
uh, my way. So we got the NFL, the overtime rules. Uh, we'll start with that. Should they change them? What do you think, folks? Should they change the overtime rules? Does the overtime rule not work for you in the NFL? The Chiefs get the ball, and to me, once they won the flip, I would have gone the same way with Buffalo. No matter who won the flip, that was going to be the winning team. I've never been so in tune and anxious over a coin flip in my life. This was the biggest coin flip since, what was it, 1969, 1970? The Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks were flipping a coin, as the story goes. I wasn't following at the time, but uh, historically I've heard about it. And there was a man out there available. His name was Lou Alcindor, later to be professionally known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I think they did it. You had the Suns in Phoenix and the Bucks in Milwaukee. I don't even think they were there. And they flipped a coin. I don't know. It was a notary republic there. And they told it. Uh, I, 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 I think Phoenix called it. I'm not sure. I think Phoenix called the flip, and it came out, whatever they called it, was the other way. And then the Bucks get Abdul-Jabbar, and the Suns got Neil Walk. Not exactly a household name. How many of you remember Neil Walk? W-A-L-K. I think we all remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that coin flip determined who was going to have the rights to draft that player. Wow, how about that? And I felt like it was the same type of thing here with KC. If they won the flip, they were going to go right down and score. And if Buffalo won the flip, and by score, it's got to be a touchdown, not a field goal. I, I like that at least modified it somewhere along the line a few years back. You couldn't win on a field goal on the first possession. Correct, yeah. Second possession, I guess you could. So the team uh, yeah, on defense. Once both teams have had a possession in yeah. the current rules, if, if there's a field goal, if touchdown wins automatically currently, but field goal allows both teams to possess yeah. it. I think it needs to be at least both teams possess it regardless. Yeah, it seemed like it was a little bit of a downer from the Buffalo perspective. Now, Buffalo had a thousand chances to win, so you can't blame specifically the loss on that. You shouldn't allow the Chiefs with 13 seconds to go to be able to get the 13 freaking seconds to go. Man, that's just unbelievable. Two, basically, two passes, right? Just boom, boom, and they get in position for Butker. Well, and for field goal. comparison's sake, the whole debacle with the Niners and the Cowboys the week before, that was a 14-second deal, and somehow Kansas City goes all that yardage in 13 seconds, gets a field goal, while the Cowboys run a QB draw. And run yeah, we clock. remember all that with 14 seconds to go, and then they, well, they don't have any timeouts, uh, and here they do, they've got plenty of time, and boom, away they go. And I guess Buffalo should have squib-kicked it and that would take up some more time rather than kick it deep and you don't take off any time. I, I wonder uh, if uh, the Niners, or not the Niners, if the Chiefs would have just saved the time. Um, either way, maybe they go down right away where you squib kick it, it probably doesn't squib itself all the way down to the goal line. So maybe they get the ball wherever it was. You just tell your guy to, to pounce on it. So you can't necessarily say that that would have made much difference there. I don't know. We don't know what would have happened as far as that goes uh, because they squib kick it and it gets to the 20, and either one of the up guys or the deep fellas just run up and just 
pounce on it and that's it and they blow the play dead it would have taken a second or two uh rather i don't know that they would have picked it up and tried to advance it uh i don't don't think anybody ever asked that question because it didn't matter anyway so but nevertheless man super exciting games there if you're an nfl fan unless you're a team of uh, a fan of one of those individual teams i get it you saw josh allen uh, his father just going nuts there when they score. I mean, it takes away from what they did, being able to go right down the field, which then took away what KC did the prior possession there. So you have just unbelievable amounts of offense. And I think that's what makes the NFL so awesome is that you can have these great plays, these offensive plays. Defense is nice, but you want to see the offense and exploit that. And the NFL set up the rules to allow that to happen. So... They did, and KC, wow, man, just getting it done. And then the Rams, you're thinking that they're going to choke that thing away there when Akers fumbles, and sure enough, the Bucks get in the tying score. But no, the Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Eastern Washington, Big Sky. That's what I love about this thing, man, Cooper Cup, Big Sky kid. And rises up and is a superstar. I saw over the weekend, I saw American Underdog with Kurt Warner. You know, that's the, the that's his story. I, obviously, from the football standpoint, I knew about the Northern Iowa. I knew about boxing shelves at the grocery store. I knew about uh, the indoor league and the Rams. So they, I think they made it, they made it appear that he takes over the first game. I think he sat for a year and then took over. Correct. And so that was awesome. I did not know about uh, his wife's son. I did not know about his wife's parents. Uh, If you haven't seen the movie, I guess I won't give it away. But I didn't know about the personal stuff. I knew about all the football stuff. But the rags to riches story, man, if that doesn't excite you. And and Warner certainly uh, had it. Uh, um, Cooper Cup made the team right off the bat. He's been good for a number of years. But how in the world do you let these guys get deep? Man, just shocking that it can happen. They can get so wide open in those circumstances. It's unbelievable. And the passes, Josh Allen on the one pass, man, just boom, just like a bullet right down in stride on a bomb. Just wow. I mean, it, it couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been more exciting. I mean, even if you're not a big-time NFL fan, I don't see how you didn't get involved in that. Uh, Dawn, to put this on uh, Facebook, Dawn says, the NFL is in the playoffs. Now, Dawn, you better not be saying that because of political reasons. Get away from that stuff. Let those people do what they do. It's no matter what, they're going to squabble. My, my political stance is don't get on the train. Once you get on the train, then, then every little thing's going to bother you. And you're going to go back and forth till you're blue in the face. But you have that right to do that if that's what you want. Uh, Russell, baseball is coming? Is it really? I would argue. If you're going MLB, do we know it's coming? They have their labor strife, which is nothing but the ultimate turnoff. Spring training supposed to start in three weeks. Probably not going to. A lot of folks on our Facebook, DJ and PK on our Facebook page, saying that the overtime rule should be changed. I agree. Does it need to be modified? Is there something different that we can do that if you don't want to follow the college rule exactly? 
can it be some form of modification? I think the first thing that I would do is take away having to go for two. Will they go for two on the third possession? Is that the way it's set up now? So-called two, they make it a two-pointer. They need, they don't need to go to that no, but they need to at least have both teams get an opportunity. Yeah, I think you're gonna if you don't want exactly what the uh, college game has, you can just eliminate that, uh, make it back, must start to fifty, so you can incorporate punts maybe. Uh, any number of ways you can finagle it, Margaret. Overtime rules are ridiculous. They say they're better than they used to be, but it's not good enough. I would agree with that, Margaret. I think they are better, but it still is not good enough. Especially in that situation where you felt like Buffalo's defense, even KC's for that matter, they were running on empty faux show and that they got nothing left. I wonder if that time if you should have just blitzed and see what happens. Uh, just go crazy. Send everybody. Since they're going to score anyway, <laughs> what's the difference? Uh Land and overtime rules are stupid. It's a robbery in a game like that. Speaking of KC, Buffalo, obviously. To the fans and the team who loses the coin flip, put the ball at the 50, and whoever scored the most on one possession wins. Go however long. How about that? Start at the 50, and no punting, because the other team will get the ball on the 50. So use it like an inning, and go... Top of the first, bottom of the first. And whoever scores more is the winner. If it's tied, you start it all over again. And uh, do that. I guess you can call that specific overtimes. I don't really buy college six overtimes. To me, it's just one overtime. I know it sounds more dramatic the larger the number that's before the OT, but I don't really view that as multiple overtimes. Brian, wow, Rams-Bucks with an amazing finish. But incredibly, it was topped by the Bills-Chiefs. It really was. That's when you didn't think that you could get more. You did get more. Too bad the Bills didn't get a chance in OT. You know, whoever got the ball in first, got the ball first in OT was going to win. Sean, we agree with this. Best overall playoff so far I've ever seen every game. Not necessarily every game. I don't think the Rams-Cardinals was uh, a great game. The Cardinals were just embarrassed. But most of the time, Cody, the NFL has, he's uppercases, has H-A-S to change the overtime rules. I feel cheated out of watching more amazing football. Matt, when my team is in it and wins, yes, it's awesome. Sad Bears fan. So sorry. Lloyd. If the Utes had won the Rose Bowl, that would have been better. (laughs) Okay, fair point there. NHL playoffs. NHL playoffs better? I don't think so. But I'm biased. Problem with watching hockey, man. Your eyes just get blurred. That little round black thing moves up and down so fast, sometimes it's hard to see. Football football might be the best sport on television. It's really made for television with the natural timeouts that they have. And then 
at the end, you know, free throws. Free throws just don't work for me. And this particularly in the college game, down by 22, a guy hits one, a layup to go down by 20 with uh, 18 seconds left, and the coach immediately calls a timeout. And you got 18 timeouts in the last 30 seconds as college coaches continue to overcoach constantly. Uh, so I just think the way that the, the NFL is set up, man, it's set up so well for television. And you couldn't ask for more. And I am so thankful, no matter what your political stance is, aren't you thankful that we got past that we were talking about kneeling I mean, I get it. You want to make a stance, and and this is your time, I guess, if that's what you want to do. Uh, But I just got tired of it. Sports, to me, is the great release. It's fun. There's enough seriousness in the world that sports, I just don't like it when it mixes. Go do it on your own time. Fine. But when it's time to be interviewed... Ask questions about sports. I could really go without Greg Popovich giving me another lecture. I got it, Greg. I know where you stand on all things. Do I have to hear it again? Now, if you want to hold a press conference outside your house or at the public square, more power to you. I don't deny your right to do it. In fact, I support your right to do it, irregardless of whatever your message is in that way as long as it's at least somewhat responsible. Uh, but in the sports platform, for me, it's about entertainment. And I was wildly entertained yesterday. Think about that, man. The Bucks and the Rams just shocked that the Bucks looked inept for basically the length of almost three quarters. And then they somehow, 27-27, you're thinking... This might be greater than the Super Bowl comeback uh, because it just felt like you had no chance in the Super Bowl comeback against the Falcons. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but it felt like it, it, that comeback didn't see a, seem as more dramatic as what I saw yesterday because I thought you were really left for dead. And you have a, you know, not a star power was injured for the Bucks, so it didn't seem like it was probable. And if you believe in this team of destiny stuff, somehow it seems like the Rams are a team of destiny only to be topped by the 49ers being a team of destiny. (laughs) So I got two teams of destiny? (laughs) How's that work? (laughs) The Niners are sheer dumb luck, dude. You know me, I'm a Niners fan. This is sheer dumb luck. Yeah, I know, but doesn't that seem like... In some ways, yes. Yeah. But if I'm going to go that, can I really go that? Because it seems like the Rams have got it, too, uh, in that way. I I, I definitely believe in the Rams more than I believe in the Niners, because it could seem like there was seven passes that Garoppolo could have had picked, not just picked, but picked six, and uh, uh, DB had a head turned wrong or whatever it might be. So here you want, you want the stats on that? So Pro Football Focus, they track every play for every player in every single game. Uh-huh. So in the last four games for Jimmy Garoppolo, so this is going back yeah, to the I saw this, just, but go ahead. Ten turnover-worthy plays, yeah. two big-time throws, and somehow three wins amidst all that. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and uh, they don't score an offensive touchdown. You get a blocked punt. You get a blocked punt. And who was that? 
How, how do you say that guy's name? The, the, the kid from SC? Talanoa Hufunga. Who last year was co-Polynesian player of the year. Co-Polynesian player of the year. And you know who he shared the award with as the other co-Polynesian player of the year? Do you know, Yak? I remember reading this. I do not remember at the moment. I'm- I looked at because I, I wanted to see where he's from. I remember him playing at SC. Well, I remember so. him being the co-player of the year. I just can't remember who he the shared co-Polynesian it with. The co-Polynesian player of the year? Oh, I know who it is. That he yes. shared it with yep. was Zach Wilson. Zach Capono Wilson. White boy Zach Wilson. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> I'll say it. The other guy won't. He's on a soccer retreat. I'll say it. Wait a second. White boy? Well, obviously the dad, Mr. Mike Wilson, has got some Polynesian blood in him. If you look at him, he, it's obvious. He's a Hawaiian native. Yes. And what's a Kapono? What's that stand for? Breath of Life? Something or like that. It's you're going to make name. a million just like your uncles have done with JetBlue <laughs> yeah. and Billions? Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He shared it with uh, Zach Wilson. That, that was an unbelievable game, man. I was watching it at an establishment. I was out of town over the weekend, and man, the it's fun to be because people were just living and dying by that Niner or uh, uh, yeah Niners uh, Packers game. I'm disappointed in the Packers. I thought they had a shot. I would have. I wanted to see Packers Bucks, see the old timers, but we didn't get it. Now, I also want to see Jazz wins, but we're not getting those either. Stay with us. We'll hit that next. 97.5, 1280 the zone. This is unripe. Guys are doing a hell of a job. And I think about where Utah football is today. And the fact that Utah now is playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if I've told you that yet, but that's what's that's what's going on. And I remember back at that time, 35, 36 years ago, where there wasn't even a snowball's chance that Utah would ever go to a Rose Bowl or ever play and compete against the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Valentine's Day is coming. What? Three weeks away, right? Yeah. I want to tell you about Jimmy's Flowers. Their staff can create something for you or get one of their ready-to-go arrangements for any budget. Jimmy's Flowers with stores in Bountiful, Layton, or Ogden. Or online at jimmysflowers.com. Make sure you order early. You want Valentine's? Get with them. That's Jimmy's Flowers. Jimmy'sflowers.com. Got that? Get. They love flowers, don't they? You love flowers, Megan? All right. We got a female representative. See, now we're not a bunch of middle aged white guys. We got Megan O. She's not a middle-aged white guy. No. No, she is not. She is a sister. And she tells us she likes flowers. So go to Jimmy's Flowers. Valentine's. May your Valentine's Day be filled with flowers if that's what you want. Happy Valentine's Day. It's also my daughter's birthday that day. And we've got a doubleheader in our family. I got to get uh I got to get two gift cards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Happy birthday and happy Valentine's Day. There you go. Yeah, for sure. It's coming up, obviously, on the 14th of next month. Coming up on uh, the 10th of next month is the trade deadline. What's it going to be? We'll get to that in the next three weeks. In the meantime, the Jazz got games to play. They go down 
last night in San Francisco to the Warriors. Jazz shorthanded for sure. Warriors also shorthanded. The way I look at it, that if you go into that game, would you trade Mitchell and Whiteside being out for Draymond Green and Klay Thompson being out? Do you make that trade ahead of time? We'll take our two guys. Now, Mitchell's got the concussion thing. Whiteside, I saw him there, so that would lead me to believe that he's close to returning. We'll see if he can get in the lineup tonight. haven't seen uh, the report yet. That'll come out later today as they're down in Phoenix for the ball game. Phoenix, man, just kicking butt big time when they 36 and 36 and 7 is that their record i wrote it down here no 36 and 9 36 and 9 but they're seven that's where i got the seven they're seven games ahead of the jazz now they have pulled away from the jazz uh, for sure i think they're four games ahead of the warriors are starting to create some separation with the warriors too in my mind, I know there's been some great coaching jobs out there, but I would give a coach of the year right now. We still have a way to still pass the halfway point, obviously. But um, to me, Monty Williams, and I thought the team would be good. I didn't think they'd be this good. Obviously, that we all thought they'd be good since they went to the finals last year. But they're better. Watching them play, they're better than they were last year. And it's going to be really tough for the Jazz. You're looking for a split, I would think. If you're a Jazz fan with the Jazz on... Thursday, uh, Wednesday at home, and then tonight in Phoenix, the back-to-back separated by the day in two different locations. If you can get a split out of this thing, I would think you would be happy in that way. They didn't get the split last night. Mitchell out. Now you got Bogdanovich had a collision. He looked awkward. Uh, knee buckle, but he stayed in the game. Had the three at the end. Great look, too. Yeah, I thought the look was overrated. I mean, I think that if that's a great look, he can get that look every time. Every okay. time down, he can get that shot if he wants. And just do a little head fake, a little shimmy, and then a step back three. I mean, he's a great shooter, but he was one of seven on that night uh, last night. I don't know that uh, I'd like. It was an okay shot. I know people thought, and they were saying it on the broadcast, it was halfway down. I didn't think it was halfway down. I think it was too hard. I don't think it had much of a chance. He would have had a better chance to back uh, to bank it in. You know, should they have called the timeout? We had Rudy Gay over there who was hot from three, and he was on the bench. Would you like him in there? Like him over Royce O'Neal? Royce O'Neal put up as many points as I did. Uh, That'd be exactly zero yes, in 32 it would minutes. Whereas Majerus would say, as many points as a dead man. <laughs> I don't have any problem that they didn't call a timeout. I'm just throwing it out there. Remember, my job is to second guess, not to first guess. I don't get paid that kind of money. Pay me that kind of money, and I make that decision. Uh, my job is to second guess. I'm already starting to second guess my decision to bring in my next guest at 8 o'clock. He's here. He's, he's lining up right now. He will join us on the other side, and we're going to go at it because I've got some serious bones to pick with this young fellow. He's not young anymore. He's a middle-aged white dude. He fits the category of all of us. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280, The Zone.